Self-care again podcast should not be considered as or replaced with therapy. If you're currently experiencing a mental health crisis, please reach out to your local mental health authority or the suicide crisis hotline. We back, bitchy. Y'all miss us? Did y'all miss us? Back up in this thing. Did y'all miss us? I hope so, because we missed y'all. We really did, but we really needed that self-care break, okay? Well, you know, it's your girl, Devin, also known as Young Miami's New Flow. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Period. <laughs> okay, it's your girl Des, aka it's Desi Cakes, also known as Cardi B's divorce attorney. Period. <laughs> Honey, we serving looks and checks. What you talking about? <laughs> y'all, we miss y'all so much. What have y'all been up to? Y'all can't really answer that, but you know. Right, we give y'all a moment of silence to answer. All that's right, girl. great that's great sounds like you be good but anyways y'all welcome back to self-care again the podcast um all your things all things related to black culture and mental health you know yes and two snaps to y'all for just giving us the shares the downloads you know it, it's just been an amazing exactly. journey we're over seven thousand downloads which is Crazy, crazy, yeah, yeah. <laughs> For that's, a new podcast, yeah, that's about a thousand um, downloads per episode. So that's wild. That's y'all, so y'all, y'all fucking with the kids. Y'all fucking with us, like for real. <laughs> y'all fucking with us. So yeah, welcome back. Um, so Desiree, how have you been? Honey, child, sugar plum. Let me see. Mm. Um, so since the break, I started grad school. It's been going great. Everybody, the first question is, how's school? <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's been going good. Actually, school is not stressful at all because I love what I'm learning. Um, work has surprisingly been stressful, but other than that, I've just been um, just immersed in schoolwork and trying to balance that in a social life. Um, but that's about it. I, I pretty much decided that I needed a new therapist. So I think I well I think I decided that I've before. Been, y'all been telling her she needs a new therapist. She had some white therapist, which is nothing wrong. But as black people, she we was really, Asian. Oh, but she she was cool. So she was like young. I can tell she was young. Friend, yeah. I know she wasn't giving you what you needed, she and it's no shade to her. You know, hey, therapist, yeah. <laughs> Therapists are honestly like finding that right pair of jeans. You know, you have to try on about 10 pair mm-hmm. before you find the right one. Mm-hmm. Some people look up and get the right pair of jeans on the first try, but everybody don't. Right. So. And then, so my birthday is approaching because my birthday is October. Shout out to the Libras. Mm-hmm. And I've kind of just taken on this mindset of like sparing no expense when it comes to myself. So I'm like looking to like get my hair cut. I'm like looking into getting LASIK eye surgery, looking into like just various things that I've been wanting to do. But I'm like, no, girl, like let's save our coins. But I'm like, you know what? This is my um, I'll be 25 for the fourth year. 
next mm-hmm. month. So, <laughs> girl. so I'm just like, girl, let's let's do the do the thing before we get to the dirty thirty. Okay, okay. Well, I haven't been up to much lately. I've been my social life has been great. I went to Tulum. My dad's death anniversary just passed last month so i went to saloon in honor of that because you know i'm trying to start a new tradition of just instead of just being sad and in the house that day i'm trying to travel every year on that around that time um outside of that like my social life has really increased i got a new job um private practice clients has really increased um and you know of course just like the regular life things that come along with it i have been dealing with that but you know i've been dealing with it outside of that yeah i've been treating myself too i'm actually about to go see a holistic doctor about my allergies and y'all if y'all do not know me or if y'all do not follow me i always i at least once a week i say i have like an allergy attack i have really bad food allergies shout out to my mama for cursing me (laughs) with these allergies i have really bad food allergies so it's just like and every time i've gotten like allergy tested it's been different things that i've been allergic to so it's just like what am i allergic to so i'm going to see i'm investing into a holistic doctor to help me like cleanse my body cleanse my gut and figure out what i'm really allergic to so i can avoid that so i can stop having these allergy attacks at least like once a week and then i'm also invested in um laser um hair laser hair removal oh really mm-hmm. where Detail. everywhere i'm starting with the brazilian first i'm starting with brazilian first it's really not that bad i'm going to madison Cage Spa? It's in Dallas. It's a black-owned spa. Um, it's really not that expensive. Um, sorry, Mocha wanted to say hey. Y'all. Mocha disagreed. She said it's expensive. <laughs> she did say it was expensive. <laughs> but, um, and if y'all mention my name, Devin, if you decide to go, you can get money off. Let me see the name of it real quick. Um, it is Mocha. You're going to have to get in a cage if you don't hush, child. Is Madison? Like I said, the South got something to say. Okay, <laughs> it's Madison. I'm not sure. I think it's Cache or Kate. Kate. How do you say that? Cash. Cash. Madison Cash. C A C H E Med Spa. It's in Bishop Arts off of um, Davis Street. So it's a black-owned spa. Um, so just mention my name. They'll give you some money off. And yeah, so that's I just been investing in myself as well, and you know, just taking care of myself, getting some time off work, all that good stuff. Woo-hoo. All right, well, I think that's it for us catching up. Let's get into the media segments. start by saying deepest condolences to the family of Chadwick Boseman. Mm. He passed while we were on our break. Yeah. That was super, super, I like, I was shocked. Yeah, my feelings was hurt. I was out, like, um, out to eat when I found out. Yeah, that, his death hit me kind of hard because 
I don't even say it on Twitter because I remember I was about to go see Black Panther. I was planning to go see it and I saw you post and you was like crying in the car. <laughs> Sis was tearful, y'all. I was. And she was talking about how great it was. And I was like, that movie can't be that good. And I went by myself. Y'all, too. and I went to, I went by my I think I went by my I would see that movie like four or five times. I can't really remember. But I went and I was like, Sis went lying, this movie is so good. <laughs> and it's not just the movie and the plot, it's just the feeling. The feeling of seeing a black superhero and so many black characters. And the, then to seeing white people being like the minority right, in the movie. Right. It was just overwhelming just to it was beautiful to see. Like I'm yeah. like that. Yeah, and the duality of uh, black people, I feel like they showcase that very well. Like how it was um, Michael B. Jordan and Chadwick Boseman, and they play kind of the opposite people, mm-hmm. opposite personalities or opposite uh, ways of going about things. But ultimately, they have the same type of end goal. And just like knowing that personally, that's something that I kind of struggle with. Like part of me is like, man, like fuck this, we need to take our shit back. But the other part of me is like, we can live in peace, you know? So I, I think that's what touched me. But mm-hmm. rest in peace to him. And it was just sad that he was battling cancer all this time. And, and we didn't even know. Like, even his closest friends, like, people close to him didn't even know. Did not know. That's, that's just wild to me. And the fact, the determination and discipline that he had to fulfill his his purpose in life like he, he knew just, his purpose that's crazy to me he knew i mean we all know our part well not everybody but you know a good chunk of us is within us we just have like to find we just it. have the feeling we just have the feeling of like what god put us on this earth for and he knew and he fulfilled it and you know he did what he needed to do mm-hmm yeah, but that that was just as sad as it was. It was beautiful to just feel like you actually witnessed someone live out their life purpose. Mm-hmm. That it, it was inspiring. So I know um, we all took it hard, but I'm sure he is resting in peace and his job here is done. Yeah. So in other black excellence, um, Naomi Osaka, she just recently, I hope I said that right. But she just recently won the U.S. Open title. And as well, along with that, like, when she, every, like, game she played, she wore a different mask honoring a black person that was killed due to police brutality. Mm -hmm. And that interview, when it was like, what message um, do you hope to get across? And she was, she turned the question back to the um, interviewer. She was like, what message did you receive? I think that's really the question. Right. And I was like, you better check the fuck out of him, okay? The fuck? Even though he was like, just asking i mean i think he was just asking as an interview yeah but like she still just like turned the question back on america what message did y'all receive about black bodies because you know what makes me so mad how people call george floyd like a thug and they bring up his criminal past Mm -hmm. and all that regardless of what anybody does when the police officer kills them they don't know that right and they, they just see them as a black body. And that's right. the point. And I think that all of this pol- police brutality that we've seen over the years, because it hasn't just been this year or last year, mm-hmm. this has been ongoing for years. And there are names that we may never learn. 
And I think that what we have to remember as anybody, any human being on this planet, you have to remember that when the police arrest you, they are not supposed to kill you. They're not. They're just supposed to... Like your right to have, it's your right to have a trial, right? Right. Like, like it's not just assumed that you're a criminal and you have to die. Like they, they have, they're supposed to de-escalate situations. Mm-hmm. And anytime someone ha- is being killed and they don't actually have a weapon or aren't trying to do any harm to a police officer. I mean, even if they are, the police officers are still trained to like shoot their hand or like shoot their arm or something to stop them from being able to do to do what they're trying to do they're meant to de-escalate it's not to meant to eliminate people yeah and i think we just all need to keep that in mind and i I do love how naomi the mask that she chose of course like there were only a certain number of matches so she can only wear a certain number of um, masks but i do one that always is near and dear to my heart is tamir rice and how he was mm-hmm. so young and you know he died that was fucked up i'm sorry for the language but it was fucked up yeah. it makes me so emotional to think about it just so young. Bro- he was like the same age as my brother and oh i'm getting like oh yeah i think young, i only have one brother and i and he's the youngest and i think about him very often when i see police he's, they're brutality. so innocent and i'm mm-hmm. sure tamir was too yep it's just crazy it makes me upset so rest in peace to all the black bodies that not only died to police brutality but just white supremacy and systematic racism and intergenerational trauma period Mm -hmm. so just rest in peace to all that seeing much love and respect to their families and let's get into some you know some of the gossip juicy stuff (laughs) as far as as part of the media segment Yes. So um, my client, um, Bella Calise, (laughs) a.k.a. uh, Cardi B, has decided to leave the person uh, that we know of as Offset. Mm. And um, she filed for divorce. And it was kind of unexpected because they have been posting recently. I think their last post together was in maybe July or August, like Mm. early August, end of July. And, you know, she has WAP out and it's been like crazy, going crazy on the charts, number one in almost everything. Um, so when she filed, it was just kind of like, wait, what's this? But yeah, as, it, it caught everybody off guard. Yeah. But as her attorney, I, you know, it may have been surprising to most folks, but as her attorney, it was not surprising to me. We had, I had drawn up the papers a year ago when he tried to embarrass this on stage. Well, and then with back. that, um... It was a lot of rumors that also came out that said, um, what did they say about her? They said that he had a baby on her, like he had a baby on the way. Mm-hmm. But she actually got on Instagram Live um, and she confirmed that they, she just got tired of the arguing and got tired of them bumping heads and nothing drastic happened. Um, she's just tired of going through that. And rightfully so, bitch, because how old is, her, how old is she? 23, 24? No, she like let me let me see. Maybe twenty five. Like she still in early twenties. Right, you too young to be arguing every yeah, day. Yeah, in a marriage at that girl, go live your life. Go. She's twenty seven. Wow. Okay. Still, oh, she's so she's seven. How does Offset? I just always thought she was younger than us. Oh, and Offset is twenty eight. Well, I mean, she is younger than us. She's twenty seven. I mean, I thought she was like way like not way younger, but a few years younger than us. Oh. Um. 
Yeah, it, you know, my good sis, me and her are both Libras. I understand what she mean completely. We like peace. We don't like that, like, constant drama, turmoil, and all that other stuff. So I understand where she's coming from with it. Um, and, you know, it just it kind of sucks mm-hmm. in a way because, you you know, you always want to root for people's marriages and their happiness. But if she ain't happy in it, then sis, do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. And we taking that nigga to the bank. Period. So yeah, praise to her though. Hopefully they have like a calm divorce because you know all set was popping up at concerts and all that. Please stuff. don't do that stuff. Because I I wish a nigga would. I, I, I mean I highly doubt this this episode would get back to Offset. But if you can if you hear this, <laughs> please do not pop. Don't up say no that, more. honey. Because self care gang is gonna hit. I mean, it is going to hit, but he probably going to uh, hear us here <laughs> the beginning when I said I'm Cardi B's divorce attorney. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know that meme where they take the uh, headset off? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's going to be him. <laughs> 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 but um, I just, I, like, we tired of that. And I think she tired of it, too. Like, if she filed the papers and he we ain't even cheating. We just not dealing with that shit, these, like, at this She's generation. I just hate how men, you know, men definitely outnumber women. So I feel like men know they can kind of do what they want to because wait you said no women outnumber men yeah women outnumber men so men can basically get away with more stuff because we know is 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 rough out there yeah they but at they this have point I will be options. single forever <laughs> sis we doing this. We doing it. We do it. <laughs> I'll be single forever. Girl, don't put that in the universe. No, I'm not gonna. Do, I'm not gonna put that in the universe. But I'm not settling. So at all. Period. Periods. Do you hear that? Period. So yeah. But it's tea. Along period. with all that, <laughs> Mimi is leaving Real Housewives of Atlanta. So who gonna be? Who gonna be on the show besides Portia and Candy? Girl, they got that one. Kenya. They got that one girl that's from YouTube, Latoya Forever. I never what? watch her on YouTube, but she on there. She doing the most. I don't know what this season gonna look like because they um, Latoya Forever is on there. Mm-hmm. When where have I been? It's her and another new girl. But Latoya Forever doing the most because she like like basically threw her husband for a loop and started talking shit about their marriage. Like while he was there and they were on camera feeling like she was online on uh, on Instagram Live. And she was just like, yeah, because you don't romance me. You don't do this and that. He was just looking at her. He was like, you want to do this right now for real? So I don't know what this season going to look like. If they going to come with some fake drama or some fake storylines. Like, I'm not invested enough to care about her marriage. So she needs to, at first, like, at least in the first few scenes, show us that they lovey-dovey or something. Because I don't, I don't know her like that. I don't watch her YouTube. That's unfortunate. And then it's another girl, too. But I think she's just, the, the other new girl is just going to be a friend of the show. I mean, but I don't know how what they gonna do without Nene. Nene made that show, her and Candy. And then honestly, if even though Portia is not a you said better her and Candy, yes, Candy played a major part in that show and Phaedra. <sighs> okay, we can't agree to disagree, friends. I mean, okay. no, I like Candy, and I think, but I, I feel I, like I mean, she played a major factor when in she the got show. when she came to the show. She did like she did add a factor. I'll give her that. Okay, I can see it now. But as far as Nene, they have had seasons without Nene, or at least almost a full season without her. I do feel like Nene is that added 
little sprinkle of bullshit that you need in the show. Mm-hmm. But Nene is also getting older. And it's no shade to and the fact may, that she's she getting may older. Need to explore other career right. and opportunities. So it's no shade to her being older, but it's just like at some point, even as just a regular person, you you should be looking at yourself like, okay, I'm too old to really be doing this shit. And I say that about her, but the same thing about Cynthia, because Cynthia is what, fifty three or something like that. Mm-hmm. They they all a little you know, them two are getting to the point where it's like, Okay, girl, like calm down, like you shouldn't be doing all this extra shit. So but to be honest, the girls on uh, do you watch Housewives, Real Housewives of Potomac? I heard that's pretty good, but I haven't watched Baby, it. Baby, the girls have been giving it to me. Yeah, my friend Keita said she was um, binging it the other day. Mm, I've been watching it since uh, season one. My favorite on there is Monique because she's a Libra, and she actually get into some shit this this season. But um, she gets into a fight this season, which none of them have fought on that season. So or that that uh, franchise. So it's gonna be interesting to see. But yeah, I think that it was just Nene's time to go. Like, I wish it. I wish she would have left on a better note, like on a better season, because this mm-hmm. past season wasn't like her best season, and it did seem like she was kind of over it, mm-hmm. especially at the reunion when she closed her laptop. But you know, like Nene is still TV gold and iconic, and her you know one liners will live on forever. So yeah. I just, I just hope she. I think she was. On her YouTube, she said she wanted to do like a talk show or something like that. So hopefully she does that. Where she, yeah, where she doesn't have to put her personal life on display. Because I don't think I would be able to do like reality TV. Because I don't need all y'all in my business. Yeah. And telling me how I should have handled things differently when I'm human. If you had to be on a show, who would you most relate to? What character would you think you would mostly act like? On what show though? It depends. And just any any character. Any reality mm-hmm. TV show? Girl, I don't know. What about you? Um I think oh, I don't know. I feel like I feel like I'm a little bit of everybody. So like how Monique is with her husband and like she's open and she's fun. I think I would be like her, but I would be a little bit more like I, I had a comeback though. So Monique, she give it to honestly, him, but not as, not as good as I yeah, would. Honestly, I would have to say Portia. And I know people are <laughs> like, what? I don't think I'm... No, Portia has been out during the Black Lives Matter movement. Portia has been out here in these streets, okay? She's making her ancestors proud, okay? Yep. Um, yeah, but I do. I mean, I can't. I do have my moments where I have my little blind moments. But yeah, honestly, yeah, probably Portia. I also relate to Candy because I keep a job. <laughs> so, girl. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's a, a. I think it's multiple. I don't think as as much as I like Kenya, I don't think that I am oh, a yeah, Kenya, I'm not and a I don't think I don't that I would get like along Kenya. with Kenya. I like her for the show, mm-hmm. but I don't think that if I had to be on a show with her, I would get along with her. Yeah, nobody got time for that. Yeah, because she's just a shit starter, just like um, Giselle from Potomac. Mm-hmm. Giselle too damn old too. She's just turned fifty, and they actually started a GoFundMe for her to redo her fiftieth uh, pictures. She did a photo shoot for her fiftieth, and they started to go for me. But don't she? Didn't she look good? Again, they started to go for me. <laughs> let me look up her, uh, girl. Let me show you these pictures real quick. But and, I think and she, she looks real... really young, though. Girl, fifty. Why are you doing that? 
She does look good though. But I, I mean, she looks good for a fifty-year-old. But like, I, I just feel like you could have gave us more. You could have gave us more. Look at Kenya Moore up on here and Cynthia. Child, anyways. Um, so, yeah, that's that yeah. on Real Housewives. Hopefully, this season will be good. I'm going to watch regardless, but hopefully, these new girls don't know. Yeah, I don't me. watch TV like that. So, keep me updated on like the juicy episodes. <laughs> um, so, Megan Thee Stallion. Mm-hmm. Last time we left off the news I think we didn't had... know honey we didn't know what was going on yeah i think she just finally spoke out yeah last time we left off it was some shit going on and we didn't know what was going on mm-hmm. and since then she's spoken out and we tory lanes has confirmed that he did shoot her he a he a whole bitch ass nigga. and he said i'm sorry i guess i was too drunk which i don't know how he was on something else besides liquor honey like, I don't know what level of drunk you got to be to, like, just decide to shoot somebody that, that nigga you was cool on cocaine. With. You know, that's the Hollywood drug. It, it had to be something. Allegedly. But, but. He, needed, he needs to get deported. Yes, I want him deported back to like Canada with that Canadian bacon. Take exactly. him back. I just don't think niggas mad enough about him shooting Megan for me. Mm-mm. At all. Somebody on my, um, on my timeline, which if you're, if... I gotta remember to unfollow that person. I gotta find their profile and unfollow them. But this nigga asks, is Tory Lane still canceled? And somebody retweeted him and was just like, did he still shoot Megan? Like the fact that you're even asking if he's still canceled, like, how can someone shoot someone and you just think like, oh, okay, we off that? Like that don't Mm-mm. no, like it doesn't it doesn't make sense. It's not how we're handling things. Do you shoot somebody? You're you're canceled. Whether you felt like they deserved it or not, obviously he didn't because you know it was messages that came out where he apologized, saying he was too drunk. So clearly it wasn't warranted. And really, the only thing, the only time I think that it's warranted is if somebody pull a gun out on you, and you're shooting yourself in defense or something like that, or like it's really like a dire situation, not just it's an argument and I, I was drunk and I shot you. This ain't what was that movie Harlem Nights. This ain't Harlem Nights. Girl, take him and his Canadian bacon and his short ass and his toupee, pack all his shit up and send him back to Canada where he belong. Period. And that's that on that. But um, so in the meantime, also Brianna Taylor and her her family has um settled in court. They lost. They won a lawsuit against the state for a wrongful death lawsuit and they won 12 million dollars that's a nice chunk of change i still feel like it should have been 21 like just just turn the numbers around for me yeah just I agree. Uh, and it was the highest paid out for a black woman's wrongful death but still like i just feel like what in the world so some people have been confused and they're saying that like oh they can uh, win a lawsuit but they're still not arresting the officers so the lawsuit is separate that's more like correct me if i'm wrong but that's like a civil case versus the criminal case that's going on so it doesn't have necessarily anything to do with the criminal case and there's from what i looked up there's different criteria so someone could get off on doing some crime but they could still be sued and the person win a lawsuit against that same person who got off from the actual crime. So as far as the criminal 
um, pursuit and case there we're still looking for justice for Brianna Taylor but as far as the civil the family has won the money but that doesn't mean that because they took that settlement the um criminal case is over or just like why but they know the death was wrong yeah they do <laughs> yeah thank you for explaining that but these niggas still need to be arrested right and if anything that gives to me, I don't know if it gives it in a court of law, but that gives more confirmation that it was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and and we need more than just money. We need justice. So y'all keep, keep calling the attorney general who apparently is trying to get some office in the um the Trump administration. Yeah, and he was speak, he, he spoke at the Republic. Oh girl, let me don't girl, that type of shit made me mad. Let's just who oh, what's next? <laughs> um <laughs> Jeffree Star. (laughs) Another racist. Speaking of racism. Speaking of racism. So, there was some... Jeffree Star had posted some young man, black young man that he was dating or whatever, that he was, like, sitting on his lap and just, like, some cute little couple pictures, etc., well, the internet being what it is, people found out who it was, and that guy's name is Andre Morehold, and apparently he was a basketball player, like he was playing basketball overseas, and he had a girlfriend, and they had a kid together and everything, and he just like picked up one day and just decided to start dating Jeffree Star. And if you don't know who Jeffree Star is, he is a YouTuber, he's famous from YouTube, he's white, he looks like a skeleton. He looks like death. He looks like he born looks again, like die again, green, die again, again. Reaper. Yes. And um, he's actually like really capitalizing off of black culture in a, right now because mm-hmm. of all his like wig choices and all this other stuff. He's doing all this shit to like uh, imitate black women um, in his own way. And um, yeah, so he just basically up and left his family. The girl did an interview and for one, people knew about her because she put on Twitter like she just woke up and f- woke up on Twitter just to find out that her man is with Jeffrey Star. So for one, if it was me, I would never tweet out nothing. I would went about my life. Somebody would have been like, "Oh, isn't that your Andre girl?" No, don't know what you're talking about. Actually, just got a phone no, call. No, sis was <laughs> like, I don't understand why I wasn't enough. I was like, girl, this is something you said yeah, to that was, Yeah, she was like, doing the most in that interview. Like, basically um, saying he never explained himself. She's been calling him. He hasn't picked up the calls. And she wants to know, what can she do? Is it the money? Is What is it? And um, it, it was real desperate. Like, And, like, I could understand yeah, I being hurt. Her, honestly. I could understand being hurt. But if your man is leaving you... I don't know what pronoun Jeffree Star uses, but if your man is leaving you for Jeffree Star, I don't think that there's money or anything else that could influence him to come back. I think that you just need to get a therapist and just deal with the situation at hand. Be Take the time that you need, but don't be on social media doing these interviews, sis. Because, like, give yourself some time. Yeah, she human, though. She human, but I wouldn't do no damn interview. Yeah, she did what she wanted to do. So, the point is, he was Jeffree Star. He'd been with him for some time now, apparently. And that's gross. (laughs) 
That's just I'm judging him though. But like I I mean, I don't wanna say I get it, but Jeffree Star who got a lot of money. I don't know. He literally sold his dignity and he sold his soul to the devil, literally. Because that nigga looked like the Grim Reaper. Yeah, it's pretty it's it's pretty disgusting to see them together. But at the same time, I don't know, that man wants what he wants. I wish the best for sis and like that's all we can really do. He ain't he, he ain't explain himself or nothing. <laughs> he is He's, real sis. Oh, and Jeffrey Star responded and said, um, if you think somebody's with me for my money or I just give people money for dating me, like that's not I don't have to do that. So that's his statement on that. Whatever. I mean, I feel like if he with Jeffree Star, I think I think that a man can leave you for a lot of things. But if he with Jeffree Star, he for sure want to be there. Because if Jeffree Star is racist, he's as white as white can get. And yeah. Like, so if he's over there, sis, I don't, I don't think there's nothing that any of us could do about that. So, um, yeah, best of luck to you. And I hope you and your child are doing well. I don't really know. I don't really know what else to say about that. Um, the last little thing I want to bring up is the fact that Netflix is shitting on everybody right now with all these black ass shows, sister, sister, girlfriends. They supposed to be bringing. Um, oh, they brought back Moesha, but they're supposed to be bringing uh, oh, half and half and one on one and just so many of our black faves. So you know they shitting on all the rest of the streaming services. But they also in a lot of heat for cuties. They are. But I know some some other therapists that watched it. I watched the preview and I felt very uncomfortable watching it. I couldn't I couldn't make it through the preview. But I know like some other therapist friends that watched it and it was like it's more to the to the documentary outside of that part and it's really supposed to be like a like to advocate for like sex trafficking and child pornography really? and all that it posts to avid like bring awareness against it um Can but you the, tell us about the the preview that you saw so what is the it was the, the girl the it was the little girls dancing and it was just very they're like a dance promiscuous group. or is it, it like a dance like, competition right yeah but it wasn't like like what's that one show on Lifetime dance dance moms or dance like, moms it wasn't like that it was very promiscuous it was kind of hard to watch like it was very hard to watch like they were dancing like that you know how you bend over and touch your toes and then like you put your hand between your legs and cover your private part like they were doing stuff like that Uh, it was very uncomfortable to like how old are the girls supposed to be mm, no no older than 12 yeah. Yeah. So it made me very uncomfortable, but I know people that actually watched it, and it was like the previews are very misleading. Um, but it did like the the documentary did serve its purpose to bring mm-hmm. awareness. So I think it's a lot of like misunderstanding around it. Um, but it's still just like I don't think I can watch it because I don't want to be. I don't even want to see that a little bit. Like yeah. Um, I get uncomfortable when I see anything with little girls. Like, if I see a little girl, like, at a restaurant or a store or something, and she, like, her panties are showing because she's, like, she's doing something, whether she jumps or twirls or something like that, mm-hmm. I get real uncomfortable. And I, be, and I start, like, looking around to see if, like, men are looking. Like, I get real protective 
over little girls because you know they just kids so they just Mm be doing stuff innocently but it always be a lurker somewhere in the shadows trying to snatch the kid up so i don't know hopefully it is really bringing awareness i'm not gonna watch it Mm -hmm. because i just in in my spirit i can't do it yeah i'd rather just watch a, a documentary about people telling their stories versus yeah me seeing rather, it. yeah so yeah i guess that's all for the media segment so we're going to go into the main segment where we discuss depression because depression season is upon us yep let's get into it So let's get into the main segment. Like I said, we're going to be talking about depression. And just to start out, there's like a few types of depression. If you like listen to the previous episodes in the DSM, which is just basically like a therapist and a psychiatrist like Bible with all the diagnosis and the criteria and all that. Um, in a DSM, it's like different umbrellas where mental disorders are under and depression has his own little umbrella so under depression it's not just depression it's different type of disorders under that so the the different types of depression disorders are disruptive mood dysregulation disorder major depressive okay let me start it (laughs) over (laughs) bitches tongue tied (laughs) um so the different types of depression are Disruptive mood dysregulation disorder. Then the most common one is major depression disorder. Then persistent depressive disorder. Premenstrual dysphoric disorder. I got diagnosed with that one. <laughs> I think most women got it though, honestly. And then postpartum disorder. And then also on top of that, depression can also be substance or medication induced. So, like, if you're using drugs or something, you, you can actually be induced into depression or a certain medication can cause depression. Um, and then as well as other medical conditions can cause depression, like um, thyroids, like hyperthyroidism is like can cause depression. So those are the different types of depression. But for the sake of this episode, we're just going to mainly focus on major depression disorder. Um, and then there's also like seasonal affective depression disorder where people tend to have like become depressed in the colder months or a certain time of the year. But that's that disorder is not actually in the DSM. It's not I'm not saying it's not a real disorder, but it's not classified as a real disorder in the DSM. It's just under major depression disorder, because when you think of depression, <clears throat> It you have it's not like you're depressed year round. Mm-hmm. If you are depressed year round, that's a different disorder, which is persistent depressive disorder. But if but depression typically come in episodes. So it either comes around like during a certain stressful period of your life, or it may comes around the same time of the year. Let's say that you had somebody pass somebody very important to you pass away during a certain time of year and you get depressed during that time of year it can come around that time of the year so it comes in episodes that last from like one or two months it's not something that you experience year Mm -hmm. round so yeah yeah. that's what 
my my depression is in episodes and I experience my episodes when uh, I have a major life change. So not obviously is typically not the positive life changes. It's mm-hmm. typically like negative life changes. So the two episodes that I've had were when uh, my family moved out of state and um and at that same time like i broke off a relationship and i had been so immersed in that relationship that i didn't really keep up with my friends either mm-hmm. so i felt alone and then another episode that i had was when um i was let go of a job because i realized that i found my identity in that job so obviously those two types of major life changes can like you know just cause you to kind of spiral and become uh in in a depressive state yeah my episodes tend to happen around my father's death anniversary or just like stressful life events so yeah that's pretty much when it happens for me but there are different symptoms like i said we're going to focus on major depressive disorder depression <clears throat> disorder or de- depressive disorder um just for the sake of this episode so of course, one of the main symptoms is depressed mood. And a lot of people decri- describe this as being like sad, or some people may f- describe this as feeling empty, or some people may describe this as feeling like blah. For me, it's just kind of like an emptiness. Mm. You know? Yeah. You're just like, ugh. <laughs> That's the best way to describe it, honestly. Yeah, kind of like um, the other symptom, which is no interest or pleasure. I know that I sometimes get that way where I'm just like kind of numb to stuff. So it's like, oh, do you want to do this or do you want to do that? Yeah. And like normally I would have an answer, but then I'm just kind of like, and when I'm in a depressive episode, I'm kind of just like, whatever. Like it doesn't even matter. Well, when it comes to the no interest in pleasure as well, um, that also particularly pertains to like you, you don't have interest in things that you used to have interest in. So let's say you used to love going horseback riding. And you're going through a depressive episode and you have no interest at all to go to horseback riding. Like, that's definitely like a symptom as well. Mm-hmm. And then um, another um, ep- uh, symptom is like changes in appetites, which usually result in like weight loss or weight gain. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Child. It also affects the quality <laughs> of food that you eat. You know, sometimes when you're depressed, you don't feel like cooking and all that. So, you are probably more likely to eat, like, fast food and stuff. For me, when I'm going through it, I don't eat. Really? I don't eat. Usually, mine are um, kind of, because it's a major life change, is usually stress. Um, with it I, and I stress eat so I usually will gain weight when I'm depressed mm-hmm. it's not like a lot of weight but it is just me it's, it's because I, I eat out like you said like yeah. not wanting to cook and not taking pleasure in, in things that you normally would it's like I rather just eat out every single day mm-hmm. than just cook a meal that can last me a week yeah same um, and then along with that as well is sleep disruption. So this can be sleeping too much or sleeping too little or sleeping regularly, but waking up still tired or even like waking up in the middle of the night, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, Ooh, child, I sleeps. <laughs> That's also called experiential avoidance. So when I'm stressed out, I like to take a good nap. I didn't realize that was a coping skill until like I actually like became a therapist 
it's not the best coping. It's not a good coping skill. Right. Like just to go to sleep when you're stressed out. That's like you're actively avoiding what you need to deal with because right. you're just going to sleep. So you like that meme that's floating around on Instagram where it says when you have a million things to do and you're like, okay, I'm going to take a nap. Exactly. <laughs> I can. I relate to that meme on a spiritual level. Like mm-hmm. I literally take a nap. My mama even says, she she always says, she's like, girl, you always used to go to sleep. Like they used to find me like under like the kitchen table, like sleep, like as a child. Like not saying I was depressed then, but I just <laughs> yeah. used to like to sleep. Like yeah. I just love sleeping. It's so weird. Yeah, it's the opposite for me. I will kind of like, usually my depression and my anxiety go hand in hand. So like if I'm depressed, like my anxiety will keep me up. So Mm. I don't sleep because I'm usually stressing about what's going on or like thinking about just situations over and over and over again. So yeah, it's the opposite for me. Yeah. But the next one, the fatigue Maybe. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people describe it as their body feeling heavy or feeling tired. Yeah, that's a very common symptom of depression. So, yeah, I experienced that. I feel like I experienced that when I'm not depressed. Your girl be tired. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another one is um, worthlessness. So, feelings of worthlessness or feelings of hopelessness. So, not being able to see the light at the end of the tunnel or not seeing things are going to get better. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's another symptom as well. Yeah. Um, another one is lack of concentration. Um, that's just like being able to like maybe there's something you can normally focus on, whether that's work or um, a conversation with someone. But instead, you're finding yourself drifting into other thoughts or like finding it hard to keep up. So that's going to be the lack of concentration. And I definitely experience that when Mm -hmm. I'm going. I experience it in general, um, but it actually gets like super worse when I'm depressed. Yeah. And it's important to kind of notice with the concentration, though. Like that can really be depression can be confused with a lot of disorders because that can be confused with ADD Mm -hmm. or even anxiety. Because for the longest, my doctors thought I was depressed and your girl just really be anxious and she got ADD. Yeah. <laughs> I really just be anxious, honestly. Yeah. So, uh, but I can, so I haven't been formally diagnosed with ADD, but I do think in a way I may have it. Um, but I can always spot the difference in my levels of concentration. So I know my normal level of lack of concentration mm-hmm. but then i can always feel it when it gets lower than my normal mm-hmm. level yeah i just don't be paying attention girl. I don't know. <laughs> then the last symptom is for current thoughts of death and this isn't just like suicide like oh i want to kill myself but this is more like girl if i go to sleep and i don't wake up i'm good like, you know what I mean? Like, just thinking about, okay, what would happen if I just kind of just drove off the road a little bit? Um, doesn't mean you're necessarily going to do it. It's not really considered suicidal thoughts, but it is thoughts of death. And that is a symptom of depression. But along with depression, all these symptoms, it like, it's important not to diagnose yourself off this. Mm-hmm. Um, because... These symptoms also go along with a certain type of, like, time period. And everybody's different. So, as you hear me and Desiree describing our types of depression, like, 
it's ours are totally different from each other. Um, so it looks different in everyone. Like some people can be like good at work, be able to concentrate and all that, but they still have the other symptoms of depression. Right. Like you only need a cla- you only need to have a certain amount of these symptoms to actually classify for depression. Right. Because um, you can be high functioning. Mm-hmm. And with my first episode, I was with my my first episode was very different than my second episode. So my first episode. I was high functioning. Like mm-hmm. the only people that knew was the people that lived with me at the time because yeah. they could sense the difference in me. But my second episode, I was just by myself all the time. And mm-hmm. it was like the complete opposite. Cause I didn't have anywhere to be high functioning at cause I was unemployed at that time. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was me sleeping a lot. Mm-hmm. It was me um, just like kind of having the thoughts of like, death or whatever like who would even notice who would care like those type of things or you know like it was just like a lot different than my first episode but I still knew that I had to seek a professional with both episodes Mm -hmm. so you know whether you think that you're depressed or not if you're experiencing an extreme onset of those symptoms in any capacity it's best to get a professional to check yourself out yeah it really is so please do not self-diagnose because I know so many people that self-diagnose, and I'm just like, girl, it kind of sounds like you have anxiety. Right. Like, you know what I mean? It's Them just Twitter like, doctors that be telling you mm-hmm. that they've been depressed for 17 years and mm-hmm. and all that. Like, it's depre- like I said, like we said with bipolar, depression can also be confused with a lot of disorders as well. But also, like I mentioned, it can be confused with medical condition, like if you're thyroids are off or you're not getting enough vitamin d mm-hmm. or just like your vi- you're just not getting enough vitamins in general you can confuse that with depression that's why before actually getting a diagnosis of depression you need to actually have a checkup like blood work and everything done before mm-hmm. actually being diagnosed with depression right so if a doctor just try to like straight up diagnose you with that be like hey um i would prefer you not to put that in my chart yet because for some insurance companies if that's put on your chart that's considered um a pre-existing condition and you can be denied for insurance in the future so like get blood work and make sure like nothing else is going on like it could be some diet changes you may need to make or you need to exercise more you know what i mean so don't just hop straight to depression because I think uh, I think our generation has that bad, especially with depression and anxiety. Honestly, right. it is a very common disorder, but I don't think it's as, as common as we make it. Right. I think people more so focus on trying to relate to each other, and it's like don't try to like trauma bond with each other in regards to like exactly. oh you're depressed i'm depressed too because yeah. I've been you know I, I I sleep all day too I I sleep sixteen hours a day like. Maybe your ass is just tired, or maybe yeah, you just need maybe to get you the overworking hell up. yourself. <laughs> and you know, it's a difference between having empathy and sympathy for people. Empathy is when you're like sitting like in it with the person, like you can relate with it, like you've gone through the same experience. But sympathy is when you're sitting by the person, like as support. Like mm-hmm. I haven't gone through this. But I get it. Like, yeah, I, yeah, I, if I'm I was going through it, I, I would understand why you would feel so bad about this. Yeah. So I think we really need to understand the difference between empathy and sympathy. Like, you don't have to relate to somebody to, in order to show them that you care about what they're going through. Right. And like you said, with the insurance thing, like, don't be trying to relate so bad that you get something on your chart and it mess you up for the rest of your life when it comes to insurance. Mm-hmm. Not to say that it's a bad thing. 
but it's you don't want to sit here and be trying to force a diagnosis on yourself mm-hmm. like when it comes to a medical diagnosis because there's a lot of things that come with it like it you just you just never know so you know and that's the thing too so many people are quick to diagnose themselves with depression but then they're also be they also are not really dedicated to the actual treatment of depression mm-hmm. and this is just something that i always say like your trauma and the things that you go through are not your responsibility but your healing is period like if you're struggling with depression get treatment for it like don't just sit there in depression like i understand depression can make you feel like you need to stay where you're at and you need to you need to isolate yourself and all that but you gotta do things to help you get up out of that because depression is the number one predicting factor for suicide which we're gonna go we're gonna go into suicide a little bit more in another episode before this month ends since it's suicide awareness month but you know make sure you get the treatment for it and along with that like it's, it's a lot of different statistics that comes along with depression so for first thing women are way more common to have depression than men um and also depression tends to peak in the 20s and 30s which makes sense because we got so much pressure on ourselves child. in the 20s and 30s child like it's Baby, just a mess don't grow up okay you i knew i wanted to grow up listen you don't want these adult problems even um watching um girlfriends and they were just 29 i'm like we really do be going through it at this age. Like, we really do. And then another risk factor is family history of depression. Mm-hmm. So, if your mom or dad has depression, you are more likely to have depression. And with black families, that's super common. Like, depression has been passed down from generation to generation because we were fucking slaves. And we became, we went from <laughs> oppressed to de- depressed. Okay. Like- <laughs> Period. Like, seriously. And then another risk factor is also drug and alcohol use. So be careful with that, child. Child, side eye. Side eye, <laughs> like for real. Cause a lot Just of people be careful, think, sis. Look, because a lot of people think you can't be addicted to weed, but you can. I know weed from the earth, and I know we say it's natural, but you can be addicted to anything. But we're going to go into that on another episode. Um, and then also another risk factor is like poverty and unemployment, which is very mm-hmm. prevalent in the black community. But also, if you think about the pandemic, yeah, that's like why we're having higher rates of depression because people losing their jobs, people barely making ends meet because mm-hmm. the president won't waive rent. Right. All types of stuff. And I'm gonna say this when it comes to unemployment in this pandemic. Yes, we absolutely have bills, and uh, I'm fortunate enough to, in this moment, be employed. Um, But I've been unemployed before, and I've been depressed while unemployed. And I will say that it is super, super, super important that if you have not found your identity outside of your job, it's important to do that. Because if you lose your job and, Mm -hmm. and lose your identity at the same time, that is a recipe for depression. And that's how I ended exactly. up in my second episode. So you have to know, even if you're employed right now, I make mean, it your mission to find out who you are outside of your nine to five. Because you you could love your job. Friend is preaching, y'all. Y'all hear that? <laughs> you could love your job all day long. But if, you, but if that job was to leave your ass today, who are you? 
What do you have to offer? What is your purpose? What do you have to offer outside of your credentials? And what makes you happy? What makes you money and all that? And I think that's really a problem in the black community because what somebody call it on Twitter like black elite? ism or something mm-hmm. like that where we think we're bad, better than other black people because we have a degree or we have a good job or something like that like we tie our black people we tie our work so much into our, our careers money. and our money because white people made it seem like that's the only way white supremacy has made it seem like that's the only way we can be acceptable yeah so Figure out who you are outside of your job. So when you, if something does happen where you happen to not have a job, you're able to still maintain your joy outside of that. Right, because the money, any money situation you're going through, it can be, it can be fixed. It can balance itself out. Mm-hmm. And I'm speaking from experience. Experience. I'm not just. God speaking. gonna make it work out. Universe, whoever you think it is, your right. higher power. It's gone. It's it's money. It it'll come and it'll go. It ain't meant to sit in your pocket and burn a hole. It's it's meant to come and go. Yeah. But you have to figure out what makes you happy at the end of the day. When it comes to any type of job, like I said, it doesn't matter if you're happy with the job or if you hate your job. You have to figure out who you are outside of that. Because if you don't. You go, something going to hit and you going to hit rock bottom and be down there just by yourself looking at yourself. Like, Mm -hmm. so what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And another risk factor is social isolation. Mm. So if you tend to not have like, if you're, it's cool to be an introvert, but if you're an introvert to the point where you don't hang out with your friends at all, maybe like once every six months, that's a problem. You got to have a social life. It's different aspects of self-care and social self-care is important. So you definitely like isolating yourself. That's why it affect that's why this pandemic also affected a lot of people because we were isolated. We didn't have human interaction. Yep. Human interaction are is important to our development. It's important to our survival. And I know people are like, you don't need nobody, da-da-da-da. you came into the world alone, you're gonna leave alone. Granted, that's true. But you also need people to just survive on this earth. Mm-hmm. You don't need people to go to like the afterlife or whatever you believe. But you need people to survive on this earth. You cannot deal with this life on your own. Right. And it's it's interactions. I mean, I've been there before, like I said, with my first episode. But um, my first episode of depression. But it, it's just important to get some type of interaction. Even if you just meet up with a friend and y'all going for a walk. And y'all go for a little 45-minute walk and call it a day. Mm-hmm. Like, just, just some type of interaction. Because I think we coined a new term. This year in 2020, I saw I saw it on CNN where it was like skin starving or I think it was that or something to mm-hmm. that effect. And it was just talking about the you notion of just with some type of word. For something. Yeah, they always come out with some to add to Webster Dictionary. But it was just like um, just wanting to or skin craving or something to that effect. It was just wanting to be around other people or like missing that um, that physical touch and like it's important to remember your love languages and if your love language is quality time or physical touch you can't be just deciding like i'm just going to be by myself through this moment you have to have other people around you period so and then another risk factor is of course stress so any type of stress your Child. mama stressing you out your boyfriend your job, stressing you out your, your job. boyfriend yeah they can that nigga you. lying Girl, <laughs> but yeah, don't don't mind me, sis. He not mind. He telling the truth. <laughs> but anyways, uh, so outside of the risk factors, there's also different types. Well, it's not really different types of treatment, but it's really like 
Just treatment. Bio, a, um, various treatments. Mm. Right. By what's the word? I really don't variety think it's a, I don't really think it's a variety of treatment. The best treatment of their of the best treatment for depression is a combination of therapy and medication. Period. Like that's the best treatment for depression. Like therapy and I mean you can do just therapy. Some people can manage their depression with just therapy and learn the coping skills, but the research has proven the best treatment for depression is therapy and medication. And partic- the particular type of therapy that's best for depression is cognitive behavioral therapy, which is also known as CBT. And CBT therapy is based on the theory that our thoughts drives our behavior and our emotions. Mm -hmm. So growing up and throughout our childhood and society and our families tend to feed us these core beliefs. And a lot of times our core beliefs are negative. It's the way that we talk to ourselves. It's the way we think about ourselves. And these thoughts tends to produce negative behaviors and emotions. So if you think something bad, you're going to eventually feel bad. And then eventually you're going to have a bad behavior. Mm -hmm. So CBT therapy eventually, like basically restructures your thought process and restructure those thought, those core beliefs into something more positive where you can eventually get better behavior and emotions from that as well. Yeah, so I think, okay, so obviously there's other things that you can do as well if you did want to do therapy or medication. Yeah, and that's, and that, but with there and other things you can do, that's included in the therapy that you learn. Right. And, well, I say that because, okay, so how you were saying it's the best treatment, I don't necessarily, I don't disagree at all. I think that's probably the easiest route to take because mm-hmm. I've gone both routes. So my first route, I went to therapist, did not have a good experience, and I just pulled myself out of it doing the various things that I felt I needed to do to pull myself out of it. And thank God it worked because it could have not worked. But the second go around, I definitely had to um, do therapy. I, I didn't I didn't need medication at the mm-hmm. time because it wasn't as um, as deep of an episode as my first episode. But um, I feel like those, which you mentioned, therapy and medication, are going to be the easiest routes as far as rather than pulling yourself out of it. Because that's always going to be yeah. hard, no matter what type of... I mean, mental- regardless, you're going to have to pull yourself out of it, though. Even if you do therapy and medication, it's still going to have to say, take some type of willpower to pull yourself out. But yeah. and then along with that as well, depending on pulling yourself out of it, it also depends on the type of grade of depression you have because it's different levels it's mild um moderate severe extreme so like it's levels to it you know what i mean yeah so i just remember when i had to pull up myself out of my first episode it mm-hmm. was it, i like i wouldn't wish that on nobody so like mm-hmm. if you can do therapy and medication and you are having like a serious depressive episode mm-hmm. do that like if you if that's what's recommended to you absolutely do it yeah. because it could have not worked for me yeah like and really what i did i wouldn't i mean I, I i wouldn't even say what i did because it wasn't it wasn't conducive like it it wasn't helpful to me it just so happened that i just found the willpower to pull myself out of it because i didn't yeah. know what to do yeah and that's that's just the reality of it sometimes and i know we have a lot of like misconception around medication but 
taking medication for depression is no different than taking medication for high blood pressure because sometimes when it comes to depression like when it's like mild or moderate you can just do therapy to kind of pull yourself out of it but when it's like severe you may need some medication it doesn't mean that you have to be on it forever you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it just means it medication is like when it comes to like depression Sometimes you can just take the medication and kind of take the edge off for you so you can actually take in the coping skills that your therapist is giving you. Right. Sometimes you can be so depressed and your therapist is giving you all these coping skills. You just, well, I can't do that. So sometimes the medication is just enough to give you energy because it's an antidepressant and it helps give you those happy chemicals that you need in your brain. Um, And like I said, you don't have to be on it forever. But with some mental disorders, unfortunately, you do have to be on the medication forever. Just like with some like illnesses. Um, But it's nothing wrong with taking medication. I have with my clients, I try to not just jump straight to medication. I try to see them at least for three months Mm. and see how the therapy treatment helps them. And if I don't see any progress, then I'm like, okay, we're going to have to look into antidepressant because... You're not taking in what I'm giving you. Right. And see, I think that's what scared me with the first episode. So I went to a therapist Mm -hmm. and within the first few minutes, she recommended medication. That scared me. And, you know, it's nothing wrong with that. I think different strokes for different folks Mm -hmm. as far as like therapists. I think most therapists will probably recommend it. Right. At first. But at that just time. Just to help you get through it. Like, you know what I mean? At that time, I was working at a behavioral health hospital. And I was just not open to the idea. Because you've seen it. Because I've seen mm-hmm. how it affects people in different ways. Yeah. So, I think that as long as you approach. If you are serious about getting out of a depressive episode. As long as you approach mm-hmm. it with an open mind. Mm-hmm. You can get out of it. And not have to climb up. A, a mountain up a hill like yeah. you can get out of it and have help along the way yeah whereas i went the the harder route and had to basically climb mount everest by my damn self <laughs> and it's that wasn't unfortunate fun. yeah medication i just think it's a lot of bias around it as well i was on medication for like a year and it really helped i'm not on it anymore but i just think i mean as far as like therapists recommending on the first session, I think people need to understand, even though like as therapists, we know that would be the best treatment for our client. We got to understand in the black community, we're already hesitant to go to a therapist in the first place. Mm-hmm. So going to a therapist and then having a therapist be like, well, you should get on medication because it's going to help. A black person really not going to be receptive to that. You got to give it a little bit of time. You got to build some rapport with them. Right. And then eventually be like, okay, this is just my professional advice. You mm-hmm. don't have to do it. But I am going to market it in a chart that I suggested it to you mm-hmm. um, to try medication. And then also along with medication, you have to keep in mind, it's so many different types of medications that treat the same thing. One medication may not work for you, but another one will. And it's kind of like how I said with a therapist, like you have to kind of try on different type of genes to find the right ge- find the right pair of genes. It's the same thing with medication. Sometimes you have to try, try different types of medication. But we actually need to do an episode on that as well because I can go on and on and on and on about medication. <laughs> but along with treatment, like in therapy, they teach you different type of coping skills like thought restructuring, using affirmations, journaling, spending time outside. Oh, um, oh my gosh. Outside is so important. I actually tweeted like a week ago and I said black people. Well, if you're listening to this and you're not black, I feel like it's, it applies to all people. 
but my actual tweet said that um, it's important for us to go out and get the sun. Like the sun is meant for black people. And it, I, I truly feel that way. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't have no scientific research to, to back it, but it's literally it's vitamin D. And if like when I have a stressful day at work and I decide on my break to go for a walk, I immediately feel better. And it's, it's just something about getting out there in the sun. Yeah. I mean, because if you think about it, as humans, we didn't, we, they didn't build, we didn't have all these apartment complexes and these houses and mm-hmm. all that. Like, we were, God placed us to be outside. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. And if we didn't need the sun, it wouldn't be there. So. Exactly. Just get your daily dose, whether it's sitting on your patio, whether it's taking a little walk. Just do something to get yourself out there. Because it, it honestly makes a huge difference for me. So I, I say that that's a free thing that you can try. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's really you have any other treatment or like coping skills that you can use for therapy? I mean, for um, depression. Also, like journaling is good. That's a good one to to do as far as um, treatment goes. I know that that helps me, especially with my anxiety, which usually goes hand in hand with my depression. So um, journaling helps as well. So, I mean, if you can't afford a therapist, if you, you know, one of the people that have been unfortunately impacted by COVID-19 and the shutting down of a lot of jobs, um, you know, start with the free stuff. See what you can find online. The affirmations, those are free. You can write those down and you know just start them with i am i will mm-hmm. and then um journaling is free and spending time outside is free start with that until you can build yourself up to the more costly options that may be um, therapy or medication yeah but that's that on that that's it let's go into asking for a friend Okay, so this season for asking for a friend, we're going to switch it up just a little bit because, like, I've been seeing so many things, both of us, we've been seeing so many things online, like, people asking for advice and just different pages and stuff, where we're just like, we got to, like, talk about this on the show. So not only are we going to, like, continue to read the emails, but we're just going to, we're also going to start reading stuff that we see online. So I'm going to start out with the first advice letter. Mm-hmm. From who should I say? JT. And JT <laughs> said, My fiance and I have been in a relationship for a while and it's very fun and comfortable, but has never been passionate. We share many common interests and have been part of the same social circle for a very long time. Our families have been supportive of the relationship since day one. Before we got together, he was in love with a mutual friend for years. She's married now, and they never dated, but he said that was the love of his life, (laughs) and it was love at first sight. He calls her the one who got away, and whenever he sees her or her name comes up, his face lights up. Our relationship always has been more of a flirty friendship than a torrid love affair. When I asked him if he regretted not being married to someone he felt more passionately about, his response is, 
it's too late for all that. I love him, but I wonder if he would always think of me as and also ran. Don't know what that means. So, and then she signed it, signed, not the one who got away. <laughs> the bitch that's here. <laughs> the bitch that's here. Damn. Um. So what she doesn't sound like he's satisfied. Doesn't sound like you satisfied. What's up? But what's her problem? So she just don't like that he lights up when another girl name come up. She got a lot of problems. I don't know what advice she really didn't ask. What she wanted advice from, but it sounds like. She feels some type of way about him saying these things about his friend. Well, you knew that from day one. Yeah. So, it's not too late to feel that way. I mean, it's never too late. You can always, like, it's, it's never too late to do something about it. But you should never got this wrapped up in it. Yeah, you Thinking deep. that the feelings would just, You deep, like, friend. I don't know. I would say maybe have one more sit-down conversation with him about it. And if he still gives you those same responses, just be like, well, I don't want to marry someone that doesn't feel passionately about me. It doesn't sound like you feel passionately about him either. Yeah, it seemed like he probably marrying you to keep in the same circle mm-hmm. so that he can see your girl and light up. <laughs> I mean, I feel like it's kind of... So as far as like a physical thing, there's nothing to worry about if as long as both of them aren't willing to cheat each other it doesn't seem like she old girl was interested or else she would have at least dated girl it sounds like she's they both settling to me yeah no they they both settling for sure but i feel like if you are still bothered by this then you just need to dip but then again i feel like how long you know this and you you kind of stuck around so like if you yeah it's not too late to dip but if you're gonna do it you need to do it don't just be i don't i'm just not a fan of having several conversations about the same thing especially if you knew it up front yeah either he is or he ain't yeah so girl best of luck to you because <laughs> child wouldn't want to be in that situation i mean you can go to therapy it's like kind of a last dish effort like hey mm-hmm. let's go to couples therapy and see if it's something that y'all could work through yeah i be, i mean no matter what he has to get over those feelings because she's whole married yeah and it doesn't seem like she ever wanted a chance at him so mm-hmm. no matter what he has to work through that but it's dependent on if he can work through it and still actually want to be with you yeah so moving on so um we saw some tweets online um (laughs) asking for advice and if y'all don't follow them on twitter then y'all definitely need to six brown chicks Mm. and we're gonna read some uh, um i'm gonna read two of the advice questions and we're gonna give them honest and open advice and if you're not familiar with this forum People DM them asking for advice, and it's usually like really funny scenarios. But we're gonna be very, very honest and take these very serious. So this one says, "I lost my finger tip at work, so I've been dis on disability for four years. My wife braids hair while in the kitchen for extra money. Money is good, but last time she cooked there was hair in the greens." <laughs> I mentioned it and she called me a fingerless mf'er in front of her clients she didn't have to embarrass me like that i was hurt and i started flirting with her clients and slept with a few 
I wanted to, I wanted her to find out, but now I don't want her anymore and kids are involved, but they're her kids. Toss them out and move on advice. <laughs> First of all, how are you on disability for four years? He had his finger to cut off. You can I, I don't think that's possible to be on disability for four years off a fingertip. I know somebody that has a fingertip off and he's, so they don't get like, so there's levels to disability. They don't get like a hundred percent. It's short term and long term. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I think that you still get paid for, um, I mean, the fact that you like, it's kind of like losing a limb and well, it's not a limb, but it's like the fingertip. I, I is know it so, a phalange? What is it called? <laughs> what is it called? <laughs> but they do get a check in a way. I don't know how they get a check, but it's. But I don't think it's four years. You know, I'm a certified rehabilitation counselor, and that's what we learned. I don't think it's four. I think I the know. most is two years. Well, I don't know what he's scamming and scheming to do. He doing something. We know the IRS. First of all, she called you a fingerless motherfucker. <laughs> I don't know. In front of her clients, that's some. That's very private. Like that's something you say behind closed doors. <laughs> but like also, like you didn't have to tell her it was hair in the grease. You know she out. She you know she at home. Out here doing her best. She out here pull. She over here carrying the whole team on her back, <laughs> cooking, working. I mean, she cooking and working at home. Like, working and cooking. You can only expect for hair to be in the kitchen when you have a home salon. You should have just moved it to the living room instead of saying Or you should have had bought her a little suite. You the man. She shouldn't be out here making the, be the primary breadwinner. If that's the case, I mean, I get, it's cool for the woman to be the primary breadwinner. But you need to be pulling in a little bit more besides... Disability, like you could just be entrepreneur. I need you to come to the table with something else other than complaints and um, finger, <laughs> no finger, <Definitely>. okay. <laughs> she, but he was wrong for sleeping with the clients and stuff out of spite. I just think obviously it ain't gonna work out. You don't want hearing your food, she don't, she gonna insult you and go, low. and I just seem like so. she's very fond of you and your one finger. He, anyways, that's um, unfortunate. And this is no discrimination against anybody that's missing a finger. But he he had some nerve. She was wrong though. She was wrong. And he was too. Let it her what she said didn't call for him to sleep with her clients. I mean, yeah. My clients? Well, they already know where he lived. Girl. Okay, <laughs> next next one from Six Brown Cheeks. Okay. So, um, best wait, best of luck to you guys. Yeah, best of luck. <laughs> um, so the next one says, It's my first time dating an African brother. <laughs> when we're together, all of his attention is on me. His phone rings and he ignores it. We're together for four days out of the week, but those other days he ghosts me, doesn't respond to my calls or texts. What's going on here? He got a family at home. <laughs> Sis, let me tell you. Who gonna tell As, her? Who gonna tell, <laughs> who gonna tell her? If you have not dated, then this is no discrimination. It is. This is. Dis- it ain't. Because <laughs> I love me a nice African man, but. I used to. Some but do be out they here. do be having families. 
and girlfriends and everything else. So, girl, if, if there's ever a day where his attention is not on you, it's a girlfriend. If it ain't a girlfriend, it's a baby. And period. Mm-mm. So, ain't nobody that busy. Because if he good four days out the week, he don't just work three days, do he? So, unless he working them three days, that means the other days he still had to work and give you attention. So, he's capable of doing both. Even if he working, he can text you. Right. That's what I'm saying. He's capable of doing uh, both because he's obviously doing it on at least two of the four days that he's communicating with her. So, yeah. I just believe in paying attention to people's patterns. And especially men. Especially men. Cause men, men gonna tell you. They gonna tell you. Their actions gonna tell you. And if not, they'll tell you straight up. When that kiss a little different. Yeah, or when your sudden, pH get thrown off a little bit, girl. Hopefully it don't get to that point. Hopefully you can figure it out before you take a doctor appointment. But yeah, men always telling themselves. So girl, good luck, have fun, stay safe, Find you protect another your one. heart, protect your heart and your vagina. Period. Well, that's all for asking for a friend. Let's get into a meditation minute. Let's start with a deep breath in and out. Again, in and out. This time, let's inhale peace and exhale confusion. Inhale peace. And exhale, confusion. God is not the author of confusion. Confusion is the inability to think or reason in a focused and clear manner. It is important for us to make time for peace so that confusion has no room to dwell within us. What does peace look like for you? Peace may be silence. Peace may be doing an activity you love. Peace may be a certain person that makes you comfortable. Think about how you feel in those moments of peace. Is there silence or joy? Is there a scent of fresh air or is it a smell of comfort food? Are you alone or are you surrounded by those you love? Confusion doesn't belong there. Make time for your peace. Inhale peace and exhale confusion. Inhale peace and exhale confusion. Namaste, gang.